Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces in Tampa, Florida, where I've had the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow successful businesses. Today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur, Elizabeth Fanslow. Elizabeth, are you ready to serve up some amazing value to our listeners? I am ready. Fantastic. So I like to start the question, uh, the, the show this way, Elizabeth. Take a minute and share with us something personal that very few people in your business life know about you. Uh, in my business life? Mm-hmm. Um, probably that I am a creative People see me as a systemized person because mm. of the way that I do business, but I am really a creative at true heart. I love to do graphics and, you know, create stuff that most people don't even see. Gotcha. Do you have like a little like creative uh, hobby on the side of uh, sorts? No, actually, I actually put it right into my business, but a lot of people think that I have someone that does it for me, but it's me. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, I get that, right? Because, like, I design my own website, and people are like, who does your website? You know, that looks good. And, like, little do they know, it's like, oh, I do that in the spare exactly, time. Exactly, right? And sometimes you yeah. want to say, oh, I have a whole team of people doing that. But really, it's just you. Why do we do that? Why do we try to occur bigger and better than we actually are? Is that just a human thing? No, I think it's actually people from, you know, I remember when I was growing up, you had these big businesses. And if you were considered a big business, people respected you. Mm. And so I think when you become an entrepreneur, you have this this thing in your head that you have to create your this this big entity when like really it. it's just you. So there's always that cartoon about the guy who's putting on the different hats. He's yes. the marketer. He's customer service. He's answering the phone, um, all of those different things. So I just think it's a mindset. It's like creating this big perception of yourself. Exactly. It's almost like an alter ego. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's like, meet my superpower. <laughs> you know, my, my alter ego is super Elizabeth or something, exactly. right? Exactly. All right. That's cool. So, Elizabeth, um, tell us the industry that you work in. Tell us uh, the name of your business. And then what's your role or title there? Um, my industry is business consulting, um, and I am the managing partner um, and founder of a new company called PSS Works. And um, we just actually, I just actually merged with someone mm. who does human resources. And so we put this company together in March of 2017. So it's pretty new. So how does human resources and then uh, consulting merge together? Like what was the sweet spot there or what was missing? And they, how do they complement? Like what, it, what showed up for you? Well, actually, um, my partner now actually used to be one of my clients. Whoa. And so I did all of her marketing for human resources. And so we decided um, probably at the end of last year that we wanted to talk about merging. And what came out of that conversation was her love of doing things for the people in a business and then my love of doing the strategy and the systems. Mm. And so we put together PSS, which is People, Systems, and Strategies. Simple. Um, I love it. Yeah. So PSS works. It works. And a lot of companies need that. So that's how that all kind of came together. I get that. All right. That's very cool. So how many, uh, how long you been in business? 
How I, new is this? This is uh, actually this. We did the merger in March of 2017, but I've been an entrepreneur with my own business, which was Elizabeth Fanzo, just a business yeah. consultant since 2011. Yeah, and uh, you know, several people already know this, but you were a client of ours I at, at yes. Co Creative, so right. So you worked out of our co-working space. We watched you grow and become a badass, <laughs> and then outgrow us, right? And now look at you go, like unstoppable. Yeah, actually, you were my very first office as a business consultant. And it was from the need of having several clients in the Tampa area that I needed to meet with. Um, and as we grew, most of our clients were outside of Tampa. Mm. So we felt like we didn't really need to have an, uh, an office off sites, you know, per se. And, and now I actually work out of my home. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So let's get down to business. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So our, our audience always loves to know this. Okay. How much revenue have you guys done since you started, right? Gross revenue approximately. Honestly, I cannot give you that number because we have not tracked that number for a specific <laughs> purpose. So, What's the specific purpose? The I'm specific curious. purpose was we are in the process of building a bunch of new programs that we wanted PSS Works to bring to the table. And so our goal was anything that we made, we were going to roll right back into the business and we weren't going to count it as income, so to speak. Mm. Um, so if you ask me what, probably what our income has been, or our revenue has been, I would, I would say that since March, we've probably maybe 50 to 60,000 together. Got it. Um, and so, but we each are still doing some things, wrapping up some things on the on other the end yeah, because, yeah. um, you know, we each had clients before that. So. Yeah. So this, this business occurs to me as almost a side hustle that you both were doing together and then wrapping up loose ends before you could go full time. Is that an accurate way of seeing it? Nope. Totally opposite. Whoa, really? So PSS Works is our prime um, business now. We both work out of PSS Works. Got it. And then she has the Westbury Group, which is her HR consulting company. And I still have Elizabeth Fanslow, which is the business consulting part of it. Um, and we are working those clients through the end of the year where we'll resign them as PSS Works. So they'll become a joint a client for both of us. Gotcha. Okay, I get that. So, but yeah. the main thing is P PSS works is where you're funneling everything right Absolutely, now. Absolutely, yes. Got it. Okay, that's awesome. And what are you guys on track to gross over the next 12 months? Again, we did not set a revenue goal for the sole purpose of trying to figure out who our audience was. We have this new program that we're bringing to market called Brilliant Leader, and Brilliant Leader is about Good communication name. and um, leadership. And so we have been trying to figure out who that perfect audience is. Mm. So I, you know, I, I guess our ultimate goal would be to hit a hundred thousand for this year Got without it. any effort. Awesome. Um, and then 2018, we've already set a, a, you know, a revenue goal of half a million for, for both of us. Perfect. That's exactly what I was asking. Yeah. Awesome. And I love that you're taking the time right now to really get clear as a team on your avatar. Who's that ideal client that you want to serve for the next five to 10 years? Exactly. Love it. Love it. So many people don't go there. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to find who you want to talk to if you don't even have a clue who that person is. And you're out there broadcasting this message to people that, number one, don't need it. Number two, could care less about it. And number three, have no idea mm. that, you know, of, of what they're doing and how they would even use you. So it's really nice to figure out who that specific you know, niches that you want to talk to for yeah. specific products. And we have several different services. So those audiences are different for mm -hmm. each audience, for each, you know, service. What would you uh, share with our listeners as the number one strategy that you and your partner are going through right now to really identify that avatar? 
Well, um, the, the nice thing is, is that uh, Carol Westbury is my partner. I don't know if I even mentioned her name. Now you have. But, but I have now. Um, the nice thing about where we are together is Carol had a, a very nice portfolio of clients who are in that small to medium-sized business range. And so for the last, uh, well, since March, um, I've been tagging along with her. She does a lot of training anyway for these companies. Mm. And so I've been tagging along with her, and we've been trying out these new things that we're adding to this program and being very successful at it. So we've gotten our feet wet with customers that we already have, clients mm -hmm. that we already have, which has allowed us to really identify the specific type of client that we could help or benefit. Yeah, I get that, right? So that's great because you already have workability in like uh, current existing clients. And now it's like, okay, really our focus is identify which of these we like working with the most we get the highest return with it's just a win across the board a win for them and it's a win for us right we, yeah and we actually spoke at two conferences in orlando um i want to say maybe about two months ago and um one of her clients who lives in or who works in orlando reached out and said you know we know you're going to be here for the conference can we buy you lunch and so we ended up talking about the brilliant leader program and he signed us on the spot to come do a two-day retreat for his for his team and um, by the time we got done we were able to do it in a one day so we mm. scheduled a one day off-site at a hotel um, he went all out for his employees it was kind of a motivational thing for them and you know we taught them the the communication part which is uh, Carol is actually certified in a personality test called color code I don't know if you've ever heard of it but color code, and you're shaking your head, but I don't think that you know what this is. I've so heard it's of not it. Your typical, I don't know what it is. It's not your typical, you know, personality test. Got it's it. really about, it asks you questions about as you're growing up. So when you're a child, so it, it figures out how you communicate mm -hmm. and it places a color on you. So I'm a blue and a blue is a very systemized person. I'm a perfectionist. I mean, there's all of these traits mm -hmm. about a blue that if you knew about me, and you knew how I communicate, you'd be able to talk to me in a way that makes sense to me. I get that. So if you were a red, for instance, I would know that you need bullet points. You need specific topics. You don't want to hear the story. You don't want to hear all of the, you know, the baggage that goes with it. You want me to get to the point. Elizabeth, is, it's like you know me. <laughs> so <laughs> I it, must be a red because that I just really identified oh, with see, what I, you I said. I picked that on purpose because <laughs> I really think you are a red. Look, I'm wearing red. Uh, red's all around <laughs> us in the red. studio. Exactly. Hilarious. So, yeah, we use this color code. Uh, Carol actually uses the color code in a lot of her HR training. So together we combine that with leadership, which is my forte, and we've built the Brilliant Leader Program, which mm. is really fun. And, again, we, we did this with a group over in, in Orlando, which would have been our first real paying gig, so to speak. And um, it went really, really well. So we were excited about that. I love it. Awesome. So, you know, you and I were chatting earlier, right, Elizabeth? And it's like, we all love to listen to mega millionaires and big billionaires, right? Tantalizing on the ears. But when they give us advice, it really, we can't implement it to where we are because we're struggling to make the 100K. They're playing a much larger game, right? So it works up there. It doesn't work here. Now, you know, take us back, really. I mean, it's how many months has it been? Four months? Five months? Um. She's counting <laughs> on her fingers. I love I'm it. I'm counting. Seven months. It's been seven months. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. See, elementary school does work. That's right. Higher education. When all else fails, use your fingers. Count. Exactly. Okay, so it's only been seven months, right? Mm -hmm. uh, take us back over these seven months because that's really what we're going to focus on on this show. And, and tell us, like, month one, 
you got zero revenue. What does that first 30 days look like? Paint us that picture. What's going on in your, your head? Uh, self-doubt normally comes up a lot on the show. What was happening for you, you gals, in the, the first 30 days? Um, the first 30 days was probably us just trying to get acclimated to what it was we were going to offer. Mm. Um, we knew we wanted to join forces. We had no idea what to call our company, um, what our, our brand would be, our logo would be. And so we spent the, probably the first 30 days being really creative about how we wanted people to see our business. And I don't even, it's funny because we were trying to come up with letters for our name and I don't even know how this hit me, but I came up with people strategy and systems, PSS. And I'm like, oh, that, oh, actually my husband said, oh, that works. And so I was like, PSS works with the exclamation. And so I, you know, sat down and created the logo and had a lot of fun with it. And, and we both loved our colors from our existing Mm. Um, websites before PSS mm -hmm. works and so we kind of combined them together and mm. and made it you know look a little bit um, like both of us so to speak before you continue I'd like to highlight something you just brought up because it, it was really subtle the way you said it however it's very important I think for entrepreneurs many of us get caught up in the first 30 60 90 days with naming our products picking our color brand identity and all that and one thing I heard you say is you shared it with someone close to you, sometimes we forget to share it, right? Yeah, we true. keep it to ourselves. It's like, oh, I can't put my idea out there. And you shared it, and in sharing it, he was able to share back and contribute that created a win for you. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, you know, PPS, that just works. And you're like, yeah, it, PPS works. That's my name. Boom. So I just recommend as you're listening, uh, if you're struggling in that area or that stage of your business, start sharing. Nobody's going to take the idea. And if they take the idea, it's just an idea. Ideas don't make money. Money is in the execution, right? So if you work harder than everybody else on it, you're the one who's going to be first to market with it. So please continue. Yeah. And I think that's really important too. And another thing about just a real quick sidetrack on that is that sometimes we create these things in our head without sharing them and they make no sense to anyone except us. And you don't know that until you share it. So that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's important feedback for people <laughs> to turn around and go, you're an idiot. And yeah, you're that, like, that doesn't I even am? make sense. I don't even know what that means, but yeah. So that, that's a good point. Okay, cool. So, I mean, just so you know, we said the in the first 30 days we named. I mean, we did that in two days. Got it. Because, you know, I'm, I am I don't have time to fool around with this crap. Girl, so we are at a, me, a stage of our life where we don't have time for skidoos. I don't have time for any of that. So yeah. uh, we did this very quickly. I built the website. I, you know, did all of that within a week. We were ready to rock and roll within two weeks. Love it. And so... Once that was done, I shared the website with a couple of people that are in one of my mastermind groups and asked for, you know, you know, advice and opinions on what they thought. Again, with, you shared. Yeah. You put it out there. Yeah. With with a trusted group. Yes. And I, I do want to point that out. It was very yeah. with a trusted group that I that I respected their opinions and uh, very knowledgeable. Good point. And so they shared a lot of information with me. Um, a lot of good. They loved it. They loved the look, the feel, the colors. It felt good. And they could tell what we did. And so there were a couple of tweaks that we made. Um, but for the most part, it, 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 landed. it flew. It, it, you know, it flew by itself, and we didn't have to make any major changes. Um, and so we continued to, to work on that. But the first 30 days was, was about creating who we were and what mm. we wanted people to see us as. Mm. You know, what, what, is it, what, were, what were we the experts at? So you were being intentional about this Absolutely. rather than reactive. Absolutely. And that's a very important thing to distinguish. 
Yeah. Have you done that in the past where you were not intentional and were reactive? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean, it's, it. It, it's a, you use the word intentional, but you really have to be intentional about your purpose. Yes. And if you're not, you're all over the place. Matter of fact, I just posted something on Facebook about that today. I'm reading Brandon Burchard's, mm. um, ha, what is it, High Performance Habits. And there was a phrase in there that said um, something about, you know, she's very busy, but she's not on purpose. Mm. And so that that has always been important to me. And, and while I've never been 100% great at it, I, I really do work at trying to make sure that everything that I do is is purposeful to my mission, to what I'm trying to accomplish. I love that. So if you're listening right now, we're speaking with Elizabeth Fanslow with PPS Work. PSS Work. PSS Works. I'll get it. <laughs> it's an acronym. Yeah. And, you know, she just dropped a wisdom nugget right? It's like, are you being busy in your business or are you being on purpose? Right? And, and that's critical because if you're not being intentional and if you're not being purposeful and knowing where you're going, you're going to end up where you don't want to be. Oh my gosh. That I, I work as an advisor for business owners and entrepreneurs. And that is the number one thing I fight with all the time because they want to be you know, in 50 different places, but they don't want to sit down at their desk and do the work. But then they don't understand why they're not successful. That's exactly it. You just landed that plane, right? We don't want to do the work as entrepreneurs. No, we, we, we don't want to do the work ourselves. We want to pay someone to do it, but then we don't have the money to do yeah. it. So then it never gets done. Yeah. We want the shortcuts. We want the instant Absolutely. gratification. Even as you're listening to this show, which I really appreciate you listening to the show, you're looking for the hack. You're looking for that one little three-step process that Elizabeth's going to share with you that is going to save you work, right? Because you don't want to do the work. And let's just be real about it. I don't want to do the work in my business most of the time. Elizabeth, I'm guessing. See, I love the work. That's oh, why I'm God good at it. Oh, God bless you. So. You're just special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Let's go back to um, describe the biggest fear that you had in getting merging maybe into this partnership or even uh, just getting the business going. What did that look like? We all have these fears that occur in between our ears. What was yours? Um, I don't think I ever had any fear about the merger. Um, I think the biggest fears that I've, and you know, I deal with these every single day, um, you know, you always ask yourself, am I good enough to be doing what I'm doing? You know, there's always someone out there better at doing what you do. Um, but I think when you start telling yourself that you can really, you know, freak yourself into a spot that mm. you don't want to be in. Um, and so I have learned over the years with a lot of help from, you know, I have a, I have my own business advisor. Um, I pay her a lot of money to help me get past those things and to mm -hmm. help me stay on purpose, stay on, yeah. stay on purpose, be intentional about what I do. And um, I have a great group of mastermind um, folks that I work with as well, and they help me do that as well. But th I would say the biggest fear is just self-doubting yourself about, you know, am I really the right person to be doing this? Or do I have the knowledge to be doing this? Mm. Someone's better than me. Or, you know, we always laugh about, you know, people that look on Facebook with FOMO. It's like, oh, my God, you know, they're doing all these things and I'm not doing those things. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You know, you're doing it your way, and you have to accept the fact that, again, if you're going to stay on purpose, you need to do the things that you've set out to do, the plan that you've laid out. Follow that plan because that is, that's what's going to keep you on track. I love that. You know, something that's showing up for me lately in my business is not is removing all the right and wrong stigmas that we put on things, right? And just asking myself plainly, is it working or is it not working? Exactly. Right? And if it's not working. Adjust. 
just adjust. It doesn't make you less of a person, Mm-mm. right? And and it's like our mind wants to trick us into you're not good enough. See, you're an idiot. See, if you knew it wasn't going to work. They're all going to make fun of you, right? And we have all this noise and chatter that holds us back and, and really paralyzes us uh, as entrepreneurs. And if you just clear that out, the way to clear that out is just say, is it working or is it not working? Right. And I remember the first quote that I did for, um, and it was it was a seven thousand dollar quote, which I had never quoted any th- for this particular work that I was doing. I'd never quoted any work that high, and I remember my my business advisor saying to me, "Before you do your next quote, you're going to call me. We're going to do this quote together." Mm. And that's what I did, and it came out to seven thousand dollars. And I mm. and I remember saying to her, "I don't know if I can submit this quote to them." She why? Sa- she said, "Why?" And I said, because I don't know if I'm that caliber of an advisor to submit this $7,000 quote. So you didn't think you could deliver $7,000 worth of value? Yeah, I mean, it was like that was playing this you know thing playing in my head. And she yeah. said, you know what? That's just a story you're telling yourself. And Boom. if you keep telling yourself that story, then there's no reason for us to even continue this conversation. She was willing, willing to walk away from you. Mm-hmm. That's a crossroads moment oh, for yeah. you. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. How'd you get through it? Um, I just said, you know what? I'm going to trust you on this, and I'm going to submit the quote. I submitted the quote, and I got the deal. <laughs> and, I mean, I got the deal within 30 minutes of sending the quote. And she said to me, shoot, we should have we should have quoted yeah. it higher. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next thought. Yeah, exactly so. that. Isn't that interesting, right? You're listening to Elizabeth right now, and all of us struggle with self-doubt. All of us, right? However, if we can, uh, what is courage, right? Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing it anyway, in spite of the fear. You had fear show up for you, Elizabeth. In that moment, you needed to press the button, right? And and submit that $7,000 quote that you didn't think you were good enough to deliver on. Absolutely. And you needed, what the one thing that I think that you did really well was you had an accountability mm-hmm. partner that pushed you into it. And put your uh, business relationship on the line in order to stand for you winning. Exactly. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge, right? So do you, do you, as you're listening, have that type of person in your life, in your business, that will stand for you winning and push through the awkward and uncomfortable moments with you in order to help you win? It's a great thing to just sit with. Elizabeth, what would you consider um, as a, maybe a fail that you gals have had either together or individually over the past seven months? Um, gosh, I don't, I, I, I kind of don't look at the word failure in the way that most people do. I look That's at fine. it you as a refer- teaching moment. Yeah, reframe um, it. I, I would say that one of the, the, one of the things that we did was um, we had a business who requested um, some services from us, and we totally underbidded ourselves. Um, and we knew that um, after we, after they accepted it, we knew that. <laughs> um, but I, w- I would say that that that's probably I would consider that a failure again because it it probably leached back into not only my fear but her fear because she had worked with businesses in a certain revenue stream and I, of course me I had done the same thing and I probably was quoting my work a lot more than what she was quoting her work for um, and so we kind of hit this wall together where she said well they're not going to pay that. And I said, well, we have to look at the fact that if this was just you or I doing it by ourselves, that would be great. But there's two of us now. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting, number one, they're getting double the knowledge. They're getting double our time. Um, And so we have to look at this in a different way. And so we bit the bullet and 
came to terms with it halfway in. And I, again, I remember reaching out to my, my advisor after the fact and said, you know, I think I screwed up on this. And she said, you didn't screw up. You learned a lesson um, and you'll know next time. But yeah, now you're going to go do that job and you're going to do it for less than what you should be doing it for. Wow. How did that sit with you, right? Going into a job that you know you could have charged more for, but you didn't. Um, you know, again, it's a learning experience. Yeah. I felt I felt honored and blessed to be able to have the work. And it was, and both of us at that time said, you know what? This is the first time we're doing this together. It's a, it's a way for us to learn. Because, yeah. you know, we don't normally speak together, mm-hmm. but now we are. Okay. And so learning how to bounce off each other and you it was know, almost like a beta or pilot yeah, for absolutely. you guys. Absolutely, that's kind yeah. of what we looked at it. It was kind of a, a test run for us, and that's the way we looked at it. So it turned we turned it into a positive. I like it. You know, something that's occurring for me right now, and what you're saying, Elizabeth, and hopefully for our listeners, is we, a very common uh, mistake or fail that we do as entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning is we undervalue ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Just straight up undervalue ourselves, right? And it's it's a recurring theme so far in, in our chat today, twice, mm-hmm. you know, right there. Um, just undervaluing ourselves and not asking for our worth. And it normally, it's a mindset. It's our own belief that we're not worthy that is now occurring and manifesting itself out into the world. Well, I remember, like, actually, when I was working at Co-Creative, I, I, I started out doing um, implementation work. I did the advisement with it, but the sole purpose of what I was selling was implementation. And so I was underbidding myself constantly, and I was so flipping busy because everybody was like, what? You're, you're only charging that amount? And so I would get tons and tons of clients, but I was so busy that I did not have time to, number one, perfect my mm-hmm. craft. Um, I wasn't growing. I was staying, you know, staying stale in the same spot. And I was doing that because I was underpricing myself and people were like scooping it up left and right, Mm. which is great. I mean, I was making a living, but I was exhausted. I, you know, I wasn't, it got to the point where I wasn't happy. I'm like, I don't even like doing this anymore. Yeah. You created a plateau for yourself. Absolutely. And I stayed there for a while and actually till I hired a business advisor to help me get past that and to realize that I did have the potential there to do more of the advising and less of the implementation. And so now we've shifted the business more to I do more of the advising and we have staff now that does the implementation. So um, you can you can only make so much money doing implementation because there's mm-hmm. only one of you. Um, but when you when you shift your mindset to, to figure out what's the best way for me to grow this business to make the revenue I want to make, um, you have to make some changes and sometimes they're hard. But yeah, I get that. So over the past seven months, what would you consider the biggest aha moment that you had personally? <laughs> well, I guess when I started in 2011, I started a, a little business called Mentoring for Meaning. Okay. And my whole, my whole point in starting that was about leadership. I am passionate about leadership. I love teaching leadership. And what's funny is I couldn't make a living doing that. Ugh. And so I started doing the implementation work. And so it's come full circle. So my aha moment is those things that you love. My husband used to say to me, you know, you can't, you don't necessarily have to make a living doing the things you love. Mm. But I knew that there had to be a way for me to make a living doing those things that I love. And so leadership training was one of them. And so now with Carol, I've kind of brought that back around and, and, and mended it with her um, communications stuff that she teaches. 
And now we have this great program together called Brilliant Leader. So that would be my aha moment is that it, it just kind of comes full circle. You know, if, you, if you're open to that and you let your mind, you know, be open to what, you know, the universe is giving you, so to speak. I like that a lot, right? Because you, didn't, you did not let the spark die. It was still there the whole time. And you knew there was a deep core belief there for you that someday, okay, it didn't work that time, but someday it's going to show up. And boom, here it is, right? The stars align, the timing's right, and it's showing up. And what's really funny is that um, I went with Carol to do uh, the color code training that she was doing for a company in downtown Tampa. And she's like, just tag along with me and, you know, pipe in if you have something to say. And so she was talking about color code and how to work and how to talk to your coworkers. And out of my mouth came this, you know, paragraph about leadership. And she was like, when we got done, we went to lunch. She's like, you were awesome. And I said, well, thank you. And so from there, she's like, you need to put more stuff in here. You need to start adding some stuff in here. And so as, as that happened, it just started to come out of me. So it was mm. still there. And it was like, and I even remember saying to my husband, oh, my God, I'm so, this is so awesome. I love that I'm able to talk about leadership again because it's been too long. And that's even when I was in corporate, leadership was my yeah, that was just that just was the passion of mine. You know, it's so interesting because sometimes when we haven't found a way to monetize our passion, we'll slowly start to uh, suppress it or crush Let it, it mm-hmm. right? And uh, we just give up on our passion. And when we do, we're actually giving up on ourselves, aren't we? A little bit, yes. And then it starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think when it yeah. finally came out of me, it was so overwhelming. It's like. I'm not backing down from this now. I'm I'm full speed ahead, which is kind of why we haven't made any money because we've been like working on this program trying to get it ready. But that's okay. But we you were, know what? We were both ready for that. Listen, mo- money follows passion and drive. Absolutely. Right and consistency. And I could see that the way you're occurring. Like when I haven't seen you in shoot what seven months, yeah, something been like a while, that, yeah. right? Since you started this, and it's um. Like as soon as I, I walked out of the studio and, and I saw you in the, in the the reception area, you just had a, a a countenance about you that was light, very light, um, and and you're occurring that way right now. Compared to the person that I was yes. when I was working here, because you again, were heavy, yeah, very heavy, yeah, you know, and and it was just like you were carrying so much, and it makes sense now, you know, based on what you're saying. You're like I was underpricing myself. Because I was undervaluing myself and I had more work than I could actually handle and I was creating my own overwhelm and I was training people how to treat me the wrong way mm-hmm. and and I created that, right? And that that's heavy. And I know you're listening right now and, and you're you're hearing yourself in Elizabeth. You're hearing yourself in Elizabeth because it's something we all go through. And if you feel heavy right now, Elizabeth has given you access how to get light, how to get freedom, how to find freedom there. Yeah. And what's showing up for you? It's um, it's 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 an interesting thing when you when you sit back and and again, I think it's about letting yourself be open to the different things that show up for you. And sometimes we have a habit of turning that off. Um, And we were just talking earlier about, you know, if it's not you have to be intentional, if it's not on purpose, then, you know, sometimes that shows up for you and you think it's not on it's not on purpose or it's not in your plan and you let it go. Um, and you kind of have to be open to say, okay, now might be the time for that to feed back in there. Yeah, it's like, why is this showing up again? Right. There's a reason. Your There's subconscious reason. is saying, this is what you really want. Mm-hmm. Go for this, right? Stop selling yourself short. Yeah. So. 
Cool. All right. So share with us, um, what was the best business advice you've ever received over the past seven months? Um, gosh, there's been a lot, actually. I know. What was um, the one that just stood out? Uh, I guess it would have to be... Um, I have two that I'm struggling with. I, the one that the, the, the one well the one that that we've been talking about, which is undervaluing yourself, because I think it's it was key to to getting to where I am today. Um, so I think that that would probably be the biggest is that you know stepping back, looking at what you're good at, and feeling good about what you do, and adjusting your pricing to make sure that you know you're giving people what they deserve. And it was hard for me to understand that people would pay X amount, which is higher than X amount, then, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to take the cheaper one. Well, when you take the cheaper one, number one, those clients are always more work than what they should be. And number two, um, people pay for what they think they're going to get. And so that person who goes for that higher quote expects more, which makes me better at what I do. It It allows me to give them the best of me. I love that, right? And you know, I, I have this question in here, but I'm guessing it's gonna echo what you just said, right? It's like what was the the number one thing that you think is gonna push you over the hundred thousand dollar mark? Well, I, I actually it's gonna be different. So um, what's gonna throw us over the hundred thousand mark this year will be marketing. Mm. It will be being visible um, out there with the people that need what we do. Mm. Um, and so marketing is what I do. And so it's, it's, it, I have actually been working for the last month and a half on putting together a marketing package for us to continue to do what we do. Um, and we've been out there sharing that. And so I think that's been pivotal, pivotal for us to pick up the cl- new clients that we've picked up and re-engage some of the old ones that were, you know, doing something else with us but are now interested in this new thing that we're doing which is the, yeah. the leadership training and i get that and i i think you know the marketing is going to work because the shift has happened internally in you right and and most of the time in my opinion right marketing doesn't work well for us if there's if we're not on purpose right sure, yeah if we don't have the self-confidence if we're if we're doubting the heck out of ourselves. That's how we occur in the world. And we could be doing this best marketing paid strategies out there. We're going to get limited results. And the second we really just get on purpose, get on fire with confidence and just show up in the world and say, hey, here's what I'm up to. It enrolls people, doesn't it? It does. And, and the, the biggest lesson I think that uh, most people don't learn quickly is that you have to be, number one, you have to be authentic in what you're doing and you have to be um, engaging with people. It's not about sitting behind your computer and typing out Facebook posts and mm-hmm. hoping that someone sees it and, oh, I'm going to boost it or I'm going to do the ad and you know, send it to a specific audience. At some point, and especially with what we're doing now, it takes more engagement. People you have need, to stop hiding. Yeah, you have to stop hiding and you have to start building relationships. And um, people are, I think people are struggling with that right now in their marketing. You know, they, I have people that I work that, that are my clients in marketing, and they want me to pump out social media strategies for them, but they don't want to be involved. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You have to engage. You have to be involved, and you have to – people want to know who you are, or they're not so, going to do business with you. So what would you tell somebody who says, well, I'm an introvert, Elizabeth? I'm an introvert, too. That's my answer. And I am a really bad 
introvert. Mm. Like when I get done with you, I'm going home to my office and I'm not talking to anybody because that's just the way I am. This was like enough people (laughs) interaction for the day. This type. Yeah. It's like, you know, just, just being out, even when I do an event or like if I'm at a conference, yeah. Yeah, I'm in my room that night because I am probably one of the biggest introverts you'll ever meet. I mean, I like being out with people. I love people. Yeah. But it takes everything out of me. It's a lot of energy, right? It sucks a lot of energy out of me. I get that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like when I would give talks on stage, I'd be done for the rest of the day. I think it's about, again, it's about being purposeful. So for me, I pick and choose where I'm going to exert that energy. So when you called and said, you know, would you be willing? I'm like, sure. That's a perfect thing for me, and that works in my plan. And, you know, we're friends, and so I would absolutely do that for you. But when someone calls me and says, hey, I'm going to a networking event mm. of 55 accountants, and do you want to – no, I don't because that's not within my purpose, and it's not something that I want to put myself into because it's – not that it's not going to do me any good, but it's – again, it's about being purposeful with my energy. I, I really like what you're saying right now. It's it's learning how to say no to the wrong things, right? And you can't figure out the wrong things unless you know what the right thing is, Absolutely. what the purpose is. And that's the issue of people like, well, I don't know what to say no to or what to say yes to. That's because you're not on purpose. That's because they're not sitting their butt at their desk long enough to figure out what their purpose and plan is. So do the work, people. Do it's the that, work. It's that spray and pray thing. You know, we're just going <laughs> to spray it every way and hope that, you know, pray that people are going to, you know, pick it up or buy it. So it doesn't work. Gotcha. Okay. What's your favorite website, app, or digital resource right now and why? Um, I guess I would say I'm like, you know, hooked to Instagram. It's my favorite. Got it. It's, cool. It's that creative part of me. And what would you say is uh, your daily habit that you've been doing over the past seven months that is helping you to win right now in your business? Um, every morning when I get up, I, I actually spend some time going through social media because I have clients on social media. But then when I'm sitting at my desk, it's reviewing my calendar and my plan for the day and my plan for the quarter. I do all of my, um, all of my strategy planning for quarters. And so I'm very attentive to what has to happen each quarter to make my plan work. And so I'm probably a little bit, you know, obnoxious about that, but that's what makes it work. Yeah, I get that, right? And you know, I, I'm it's echoing the same thing um, over and over every episode I do. Uh, it's almost a very common answer. Is like I have goals, I have them written down. It's on my calendar, and I don't stop until they're done. Right. It's like it, it just. This is what successful this that's what successful entrepreneurs do. You have to. Yeah. I, I get it. And I'll tell you personally, like for years, man, I fought against that. I was like, Well, I'm gonna be an outlier. <laughs> right? <laughs> How'd that work for you? <laughs> well, not too well, Elizabeth, you know, it just really made it uh, much longer to get where I wanted to go. So all right, Elizabeth, we're gonna head into the hustle round. Okay, this is where I ask you twelve quick fire questions. Um, you'll have three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. Just first thing okay, that comes to you. You're talking to a blue personality. I get here. it, I'm and an I'm a red, <laughs> right? So I don't want to hear the story. I just want the answer. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So here we go. What's your favorite sound? Music. What's your least favorite sound? Whining. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A teacher. What are you most afraid of? Not fulfilling everything that I want to do in my life. What did you spend way too much time doing over the past seven months in your business? Worrying. What secret fear do you have about people? 
that I won't know what to say. What do you wish you'd learn sooner in your business? How to engage with people. What is a new habit that you want to form? Um, we're at reading. I'm learning to read in the morning. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Not exercising. <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, energetic, passionate. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a third. And I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know. That's the third. <laughs> uh, pick three words to describe who you were before you started this. Um, lost, unsure, and low self-confidence at times. Mm, I get that. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. It just says Elizabeth. What does it mean? It's just who I am. I'm just Elizabeth. I get that. Final question, Elizabeth. If you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends and loved ones only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Not to worry so much about things you can't control. Yeah. Elizabeth, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Um, by uh, email, elizabeth at pssworks.com. I would say phone, but half the time I'm no, I don't pick up my phone unless Good. I know you're calling me. You're training them how to treat you. I love it. And the website is? PSSWorks.com. Got it. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us today, and I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Thanks, Joseph. You're welcome. Head over to First100K.com for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you are made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you on the next show. Cheers.